I am a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. Welcome to my spirit diaries. Welcome to the Spirit Diaries. I just want to say a huge thank you for all of you who are listening. And I'm really excited because today is episode 12 of season 2, which means this is the season finale. We have made it, and I have something really special in store for you today. So before we jump into all of that, I do just want to say thank you guys so much for listening This season has been amazing in terms of how many listeners there are. I cannot believe how many of you have joined the bandwagon this season. So welcome along to this strange, spooky life that we are all living together. And I do really want to say that these are truly stories I haven't gotten to share with anyone. I haven't shared them with friends or family. And some of these I haven't even shared with my husband. So you guys are really on the forefront of hearing these pair paranormal stories for the first time ever. In saying that, if you do want to support the podcast, please make sure you share it with your friends and family. And also don't forget, I do have an Etsy shop where you can buy some merch with some cool stuff I doodled on. Um, So those are t-shirts available to support the podcast. That way, I would love to do more investigations and grow the Spirit Diaries YouTube channel. And that way you guys can interact with me more on really spooky adventures where we test out, you know, is the paranormal really real? And what is this mediumship thing? And sort of try to figure it all out. So I guess that's kind of what this whole podcast is about. It's just figuring it out and being skeptical all at the same time. (laughs) So for today's story, I said I had something special. And instead of continuing on this story in the chronological order, which I've been telling the podcast so far, I'm going to jump ahead to something that just happened in current times. And if you guys follow me over on Twitter at spirit underscore diaries, you may know what story I might be starting to tell. So I posted on Twitter right after this happened because I didn't know what else to do. And I was really hoping that somebody would comment and be like, oh, I know what that is. Or don't worry, those don't exist. (laughs) So... I did let you all know something crazy happened and this this is this is what happened. So let's just start at the beginning. A few weeks ago, I was hanging out, cooking dinner, not doing much aside from, you know, trying not to burn the food. But of course, I horribly wrecked it. I just ruined the meal. It went south and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So eventually the food became inedible and my husband suggested, hey, you know what? Why don't we ditch this? We'll go eat out and we will just enjoy the night. Yeah, that sounded great, cool. So two normal people doing a totally normal thing decided to go and get dinner. 
I do want to keep saying that this was a totally normal night. Nothing paranormal had been talked about. We weren't watching paranormal shows or anything like that. Just it was, you know, as average as a night that somebody could have. So the restaurant we were going to happens to be 30 minutes away and it's 30 minutes there and 30 minutes back. So this is a decent ways away and it is down a back road. So where I live, there are a lot of main roads, but these main roads only connect by back roads. They don't connect with other main roads, if that makes sense. This is also a place that we've gone to hundreds of times. We've drove down this road hundreds of times and there, there's nothing that's ever been similar to this or nothing that was so scary that we're like, you know what, let's just take a very different way so we don't have to go down that road. It also is a place that does not have street lights, so there's no street lights the entire time. Everything is nearly pitch black and it's quite creepy but it's good for the environment. So, you know, that's how it is. And if you grew up in a city like I did, um, you'll know that uh, street lights are very common. So not having them is, is a little strange, but I've slowly gotten used to it. And again, we were just driving there, having fun, you know, talking about nothing. And so we began our 30 minute journey there. About halfway there, I see this little boy standing on a corner who is a spirit and I, you know, noticed him and just sort of looked away and we kept going on our way. Uh, what I do want to explain about why I don't always interact with spirits and stop the car, get out, go talk to this little boy spirit, because I think it's a misconception that every single spirit is like dying to ask you for help. So are there spirits who do want help? Absolutely, there are. Of course there are. But I think there's also spirits who are just like totally content and it's on their own terms of if they need to ask for something. I'm just not going to pull over the car and walk up to a random spirit and be like, hey, um, stranger, are you lost? Like, would you do that to a person in real life? No. So you wouldn't do that to a spirit. So I, I like to compare this, like, would you go up to the person kind of looking sketchy in Target, standing all alone in the corner, eyeballing people weird, you know, backs turned to everybody and, you know, whatever, and then they only make eye contact with you? Are you going to then take it upon yourself to go walk over to that person and be like, hey, buddy, tell me your name. Tell me your life story. What do you need help with? You know, you're not going to do that. <laughs> so, you know, street smart also kind of goes into the spirit world as well. So you never know, even if they are kids, you know, spirit kids are different. They've experienced something that we don't even know. So we need to give them respect too. Anyways, I didn't mention that I seen this little boy because this is something that's incredibly common. I see spirits frequently. So unless the spirit is really creepy or actively bothering me, I typically won't even mention it to my husband because there's no point. Otherwise, all the time I'd be like, hey, person in the field, hey, person over there, hey, there's somebody over there, you know, and it's there. there's no reason to point him out. So. I didn't say anything, we kept on our way. 
we kept joking, whatever, and I forgot about it by the time we got to the restaurant. And we grabbed our food and the storm started rolling in and we decided to, instead of picnic in our car because of everything going on with the pandemic, we decided to just go ahead and take our dinner back home because the storm started to get a little bit bad. And especially with not being able to see in the dark on back roads, we figured, you know, let's just get home, get safe. So again, we're talking, we're joking, we're laughing, and we're making our way back. We get to almost the same point where I seen that little boy and there was this shadow person standing in the center of the road underneath this dead tree. This was pretty alarming. Um, spirits typically don't stand in the street, so <laughs> to see something standing in the street was really unnerving. And then the fact that it was a shadow person, shadow people um, sometimes make me feel a little bit funny only because I don't know them you know you can't see them so I can't instantly judge them and I know you shouldn't judge people by looking at them but we all do naturally it's a natural thing when you look at somebody you make natural assumptions you know about what their interests are what they like what styles they're into you know so sort of uh that just initial impression you don't have with a shadow person but again my husband was driving the car at this point and I didn't want to be like, oh, swerve on this dark road to avoid hitting the shadow person, you know? So I didn't say anything at all. I just decided to let him drive through the shadow person and hopefully the shadow person would leave before we drove through it. The shadow person did not leave before we drove through it and we just hit it and it went through the car and you know that was it I didn't turn around to see if it was still standing there because at this point it just bothered me that it was there in the first place and I just wanted to forget about it and continue on with normal life and just not even mention it but after we went through it I did say hey hun yeah you drove through a shadow person so I'm gonna go ahead and cleanse the car just to be safe so I didn't want whatever the shadow person was hitchhiking home with us. And I, I just, it's a problem that I just didn't want to deal with. So I decided, you know, I'll cleanse the car. We'll be good to go. I just want to give you a heads up. So my husband was totally cool with all this. Again, this isn't really anything out of the ordinary. It was strange that we drove through it. Um, but you know, if I casually mention, hey, I'm gonna cleanse this really quick, or oh, hey, we need to clear the energy, whatever, raise vibrations, anything, whatever you wanna call it, that's normal for us in our relationship to just kind of talk about. So nothing was alarming at that point, and we continued to talk as we drove. I do have to say, this night was a little bit creepy because it was advanced dark and it was just darker than dark and we weren't really sure why. It was just really, really dark out. But again, you know, at this point after driving through the shadow person, I did have my husband turn on the brights so we could see a little bit better, illuminate the road a little bit, you know, it, it just keep, keep our 
sights open. We're driving down this road further and there's also just this strange vibe in this area and we've never seen anything there, but you just always get that feeling like there's gonna be something that walks out in front of the road. But this is a feeling you get on this road all the time. And like I said, we've gone down it hundreds of times and nothing's ever been in the road, animal or spirit or cryptid, you know, nothing like that. There's never been anything of that sort. We are just talking and trying to talk about anything but the paranormal just because that shadow person experience is weird, but we're down the road, you know, 15 minutes where we're always laughing and joking, oh, you know, but tonight we didn't and we were just, again, talking. So all of a sudden, I see something that was disgusting and scary. <laughs> And it is just horrifying. And it scared me so badly that I let out a scream <laughs> that I've never heard my body make before. Like it was scary, guttural, life-threatening scream as I seen this thing dart across the road. Now, this thing is so crazy and scared me so bad because, you know, I, I'm, a I'm a medium. I consider myself a medium. I know what spirits look like. Sometimes they're translucent, sometimes they're not, but they're never fleshy. They're, I, I have an ability to now understand who's a spirit and who's not, whether it's by context clues such as their clothing or if it's, you know, this doesn't make sense for a person to be right here right now. So, or they look transparent, you know, they're slightly, you know, not solid flesh and bone. So I, I can tell what a spirit is. Then there's the others like these treants or this or that, you know, these fairies or or anything in that category of other and they too are the same way are they real are they not real are they there kind of transparent kind of not but they're not like this like flesh and bone if I punched it nothing would happen you know but then this thing was flesh and bone like if I touched this thing I would feel it. It was white, like milk, milky white, and it did not have any fur. It was hairless, almost like a hairless cat, but like the skin was pulled incredibly tight to where you could see its veins and even like the bone that ran through underneath it. And it was freakishly skinny like I said, to where you could see like the muscle filaments and the bone underneath that was just like barely even there. And it was, I described it in the moment that it looked spider-like. It had ridiculously long limbs that just extended way too far from its body to be anything like a deer or a bear or anything of that sort. It just was um, 
it had long limbs, like, you know, like a daddy long leg spider. And the, its limbs bent in disgusting, broken ways. Like the joints were where joints shouldn't be. And if a knee bends, you know, one way, it was bent the opposite direction at an angle. It was just broken as crap looking. And I seen this thing run out in front of the car from the street and it went towards the house and it folded its body and bent it like a transformer as it just sort of peeled itself and bent in these inhuman ways as it climbed over this wooden fence and then disappeared down into like this creek area. And at this point, I'm screaming, told my husband to floor it and get the hell out of there because I had no idea what the heck I had just seen. And as I screamed and as I'm telling him, go, we both look up in front of us out of the windshield of the car and this huge white mist thing darts the opposite direction up into the trees. So where on our left was this mountainside, then we have the road and then it dives, dives down into a creek and then the house. So all these things are happening simultaneously. My husband seeing the misty thing go up into the tree, which was also this white mist. He thought I was reacting to the thing in the tree and he got creeped out that he had actually seen it because it is rare for him to experience clairvoyance. So he was really wigged out that he had seen something and we sped out of there and flew home and I was terrified. As we're on our way home, I decide to call in my spirit guides or guardians or familiars, whatever you refer to those sort of entities as. Um, I called mine in and asked them, hey, protect us. I don't know what the heck that was, but we need ya. So I know that gets into a little bit of spirituality, but we'll talk more about that later as the story chronologically progresses. But I asked these entities I now know to, you know, come hang out, protect our car and our persons throughout this time. What's really weird is our security camera on our house, we have multiples, did not pick up our car when we came home across two separate cameras. This is the first time in years that we've had this system that the system has been up and running and has not picked up our car ever. It, a camera has never, ever, ever missed picking up our car. So that was really weird that the car made it home without even being seen by cameras. So I don't know if you want to attribute that to a glitch with the system, which I totally get could have totally happened. You know, things happen. But considering this was the first time in my experience with this security system in years and years and years that I've had it, that it did not pick up the car. You could also maybe consider that, that perhaps the energetic shielding around the car was so great that it even shielded it from motion sensing cameras. I don't know, I don't know. So I get home and this is when I finally tell my husband what I 
saw. And at this point, I'm crying and I cuddled up under a blanket and I was literally curling into myself, terrified to look outside, terrified to see anything. And I was just completely shaken by this experience. I had no idea what it was, but I told him it was fleshy. This thing was a monster. This thing was not a spirit. It was not a demon. It was not an other. This thing was a monster. And if I didn't know any better, if I wasn't into the paranormal side of life, I would probably assume that it was an alien. Like it was otherworldly looking and it was definitely physically there. My husband asked if it was okay if he researched what it possibly could be and I re-explained, you know, it was milky white, it was fleshy, it was skinny it had long limbs and the limbs were attached to this torso that could have been humanoid i didn't see its face but it, they were connected to a torso like object that was laid you know flat horizontally like a spider so i explained all of these things to him and horrifically waited as he was doing research he showed me a photo of something that sort of met, met the description, he thought, and he turned his phone around to show me, and it was until dawn, Wendigo, and at this point, I started freaking out because that image is exactly what I had seen. I mean, perfectly, 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 exactly what I had seen. And I actually still don't even know what Until Dawn is. I think it might be a, it's either a horror movie or a video game and I'm not sure either one and I'm sorry if you're a fan of it. As you may know, I don't watch anything scary. I stay away from all of that. So I, I'm not sure what that's from. But when I seen that it could possibly be a Wendigo, I started researching on my own the next day of what a Wendigo is and what that even could be. Future Birdie here. So I didn't originally think I had actually seen a Wendigo because I kept seeing imagery online of the skeleton head with the deer-like horns and that is a bastardized version of the actual lore of a Wendigo. And because of that, I kind of got distracted by trying to find the true imagery of a Wendigo, which is the Until Dawn's Wendigo type of depiction. But this sidetracked me by going down a different path that wasn't Wendigo because I had thought that the imagery was the bastardized version of it, which is not correct, unfortunately. It has changed over time to essentially appropriate the original story and imagery of what a Wendigo actually was. I ended up finding a forum that said it was a crawler forum and they look like Until Dawn's Wendigos. So I got really excited because I thought, oh my gosh, this is exactly right. This is what I've seen. And as I am reading the forum and other people are putting their descriptions, they are explaining it exactly how I was explaining it. Down to the skin, the bones, the weird joints, 
that were like bent backwards and not right and how wickedly fast they moved. Cause this thing crossed the road in a superhuman blur of fastness. The only reason why I was able to get a glimpse of one of its limbs was as it went over that wooden fence that was, you know, two posts and then a regular post like a farm fence when it's put its body over that and it was sucking its limbs over the fence to continue crawling down to the river, one of its limbs started bending crazily as it pulled it over the fence. And that's when I seen it clear enough to know the skin color and the flesh and the bones and the veins and all of that crazy stuff. Also in these Reddit forums, it was insane because they were all talking of how these crawlers are most frequently seen in mountainous areas on the eastern side of the US and they are most frequently sighted going from a mountain across a road to water, frequently creeks. That's exactly perfectly described what I had seen. And I've never, ever, ever heard of a crawler before. In the forums, I learned that other people also refer to this as a rake or the rake. And that story is supposedly about a crawler I'm not familiar with rakes or any stories around that. And then I do know people said the depiction of Slender Man was supposedly derived from a crawler. But not saying that Slender Man and crawlers are the same things at all, just that a crawler inspired, I think, the legend or the story of Slender Man, uh, which I also don't know. <laughs> So you guys probably know more about this than I do. Future birdie again. So I want to pop in here and say that the rake was a made up thing that was created based off of the same imagery as a crawler. Now this Reddit forum, I, I posted this story when I originally released this podcast into that forum and a majority of people thought I was too chipper and sounded like I totally made up the story, which doesn't make any sense considering I didn't know anything about any of this prior to that. So whatever, you know, I tried to contribute to eyewitness testimony and got quickly shunned out of the group. So thanks guys. Um, there was a few nice people, but overall, yeah, whatever. And I want to say that this group has recently evolved. I've kept an eye on it into realizing that a crawler is essentially a windigo and they need to change the experiences and forum because what people are experiencing and what people are describing is a classical windigo encounter and sighting. A lot of people will negate sightings of the rake or anything of that similar because it was a made-up story, but my personal theory is that perhaps people are seeing Wendigos and confusing it with the rake, just like I, I mean, I was involved in the paranormal at this point. I had been producing the podcast for a little bit and was actively trying to grow my knowledge in the paranormal of areas outside my expertise like cryptids, and I was stuck with this sighting because I couldn't really find what I had seen. 
and I was so scared. I, I promise you guys, I was so terrified this night. I called my parents crying, which is something I would never, ever do. Like, I don't, I'm not one to call my parents for any sort of comfort or ever, you know. I just, I was so terrified that I hid wrapped under a blanket and called my parents. That is so not me. And this had truly shaken me to my core to where I immediately was in the state of disbelief of what I had even seen and kept trying to convince myself that I had not witnessed what I had just witnessed because it was so terrifying and I was sort of in this state of shock. And even recalling it, being completely honest with you, it sounds so far-fetched and even though I have it as a memory, it just doesn't feel like it should have been real and I've definitely disassociated with it and I can feel that I've disassociated with it because it's something that I just really don't want to ponder too long about. Uh, cryptids are something that are really creepy and potentially interdimensional or something of that sort so it's strange and outside of my area of expertise still I'm still not like this cryptid expert <laughs> I'm interested but I I'm not fully up to date or aware of all the intricacies of how interdimensional beings could actually work so yeah I just swear on my life this was completely genuine and utterly terrifying and I still have severe fear going down that road uh, when I have to go down it. It's quite scary. <laughs> but this was crazy because this means I seen a cryptid. And cryptids are something that are said to actually physically be on Earth that are species that we have yet to discover. And I'm not sure if I'm totally on board with that description of a cryptid. Um, cryptids fall in line with, you know, Nessie, Bigfoot, um, all of those sorts of legendary creatures, the Jersey Devil, um, Mothman would be a cryptid. So all of these sort of legendary creatures that have had sightings throughout history and some have physical evidence, some don't, especially with Bigfoot. Now they're making strides with trying to find physical evidence. My personal theory is that they are somehow interdimensional to where they're not on earth all the time. I just, I can't wrap my mind around why we wouldn't find more evidence of creatures this large. I mean, this thing was probably the size of a bear while it was skinny. I mean, its limbs stretched further than that of a bear. So it's just insane to me that something could physically be there that we just don't know. But of course, in mountainous areas where Bigfoots are sighted, where these crawlers are sighted, there's all these caves and caverns. And, you know, it's said that maybe they're living in there. So who knows? I know there's a lot we've undiscovered. And I also do know that there's a cave system that runs under this area. So I guess it is possible that it's, you know, living under my house right now. And that's really unnerving so this night happened to be a little strange that i seen this crawler so this happened to be the night of a new moon which uh means that there was no moon in the sky it's when the new moon is when the moon is completely dark it was also the day of the time change so that was the day we lost an hour and it was also in astrological terms, the day of Saturn, and it was within the hour of Saturn. 
and those both mean the summoning of souls from Hades. But it's supposed to only be those who died a natural death. However, I'm just saying, you know, that's creepy. So, <laughs> it was a little strange. That night, I, uh, as I mentioned on the way home, I asked, you know, to protect our house. And our security cameras did pick up that two dogs and a cat sat in our front yard from about midnight until 4 a.m. And then they dispersed. And I thought that was insane because we don't frequently pick up stray animals at night. And if we do, they don't just sit in our yard and circle our yard all night long. Um, especially that we had a cat and two dogs who were present at the same time. That seemed a little strange. So I just wanted to throw in that, again, a little bit of oddness and continue to throw out there that my security cams were working totally fine and picking up other things like they normally should. All of this was fine. I was finally able to go to sleep until the next day came and I started cooking dinner yet again. At this point, I think I should just stop cooking, period. So I'm home alone and I'm cooking and I have half of a lime on the cutting board. And this meal is going chaotic. I was trying to be fancy yet again. And I am getting popped in the face with oil. <laughs> so I'm yelling because an oil uh, piece had popped up and hit me on the cheek and I screamed and I twisted you know my torso back and I leaned my head back away and I was on the phone with my husband and I was like oh I just got popped in the face by oil so I you know I turned the heat down a little bit but I didn't move my feet didn't move and at that point I was not touching the chicken I was just standing in front of the stove with my phone in my hand and again, I twisted my upper body, but I didn't move my lower body because I had to still cook. You know, it hurt, but it didn't hurt bad enough to where I jumped across the kitchen. At the same moment, I yelled from the oil, that half a lime started shaking and rocking back and forth. And again, it's cut in half, so it's not perfectly round, but the bottom started shaking back and forth. It spun like a top to the edge of the cutting board. And then it stopped there and just rocked for a little bit before stilling. This has never happened before, like ever. I, you know, I cook three times a day and from this kitchen and never, ever, ever, ever has any food moved on its own everything's level all of that sort of debunking stuff like it was a brand new cutting board that was perfectly flat and you know nothing nothing was nothing could have caused this lime to move so <laughs> i screamed when i seen the lime move and i went ah the lime moved as soon as i screamed ah the lime moved over across on another counter, I had a bowl of broccoli I had cut and set aside previously. So I had the broccoli in sort of a mound because after I cut it, I just placed it in the bowl and it sort of piled itself up in a mound. The broccoli on the very top of the pile popped upwards by a few inches and flew then sideways out of this bowl, which is a regular cereal sized bowl and fell onto the counter. And I turned my head and looked at it again, nothing moved. And I yelled, ah, the broccoli 
he's moving. <laughs> and I told my husband, you, you know, this is getting creepy. And as I said, this is getting creepy. I turned my head to the left and a shadow person that was about seven, six, seven feet tall walked from uh, my living room through my kitchen towards my back door and walked out of my house. And I screamed and went, oh my God, there's a shadow person. And my dog who was uh, in the room with me, she looked straight at the shadow person, watched it walk across the kitchen, her tail tucked in between her legs, and she bolted across the house to my bedroom and went in there and hid. And she hid there until my husband came home. And she's a brave little dog. She wants to attack everything. Um, and I know I say she's little, uh, but she she is a big dog. But, you know, she's not afraid of you know yelling at things and she didn't even bark or anything she just totally got afraid and ran away so yeah that was horrifying um because the shadow person immediately exited i don't know what it was um or if it was just passing through but the amount of poltergeist type activity that was happening around it was really unnerving and i always get really scared when things start moving on their own so i don't know if it was because i was freaking out and yelling causing psychokinetic or pk energy uh, which has happened before um or if it was things still hanging around from the previous night when I called in things to sort of hang out at the house and protect, or if it was something passing through, I have no idea, but it was creepy. <laughs> so before we go, I do wanna say season three will be starting again, not next week, but the following week. So just like a normal podcast episode comes out, season three, episode one will start. So I am not giving any downtime. You guys were not happy about the downtime between season one and season two. I hear you, I get it. So we're not gonna have downtime between these seasons. Season. So we are just going to continue on. But just like how season two grew a little bit and we added the investigations, which you can watch over on YouTube, we also are growing with season three by sharing my husband's story. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll just have heard the episode that I went over to his house and it was the most haunted house I've ever been in. Well, guys, I've convinced my husband to tell the story of what he's experienced growing up, and that will be season three, where we co-host and talk about what he experienced, what it could have been, come up with these theories, and lead our way into chronological order where our two paths have met and connected and all of the psychoticness we then get to face together as this couple who just seems to attract the paranormal non-stop. <laughs> So I'm really excited for that. I hope you guys are too. Don't forget to stay in touch and keep following on Twitter and YouTube and sharing this with your friends and family. And also, if you want to support the podcast even more so we can go to some creepy haunted locations, uh, let me know what locations you'd like to see. Just don't tell me anything about it because I can't know. Otherwise, that ruins the location for me because I do go in blind. 
So just the name and, you know, my husband will check that out. So goodbye for now and I'll see you at season three. Thanks for listening to The Spirit Diaries. Thank you.